Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Overflow podcast. I'm Julian Estrada. Um, really excited that you guys are joining us again. Um, I'm sorry that we have been a little delayed on putting out another podcast. I am going to try to just be just a little bit more consistent, not so many weeks spaced out, but life is busy. Life is very busy for us. Um, it's even hard to try to get people to schedule a meeting because it is very busy here in the Lighthouse Church and the people we interview are those who are used and very busy. So I'm very excited you guys are joining us though again. Um, today though is just going to be me and my wife Kim. Uh, we're going to talk about who we are. So today the podcast is going to be about us, the Estradas. We'll probably talk about how we met, things we do for the kingdom, raising our kids, the balance, the work. Uh, I know many of you have known us for a very long time. as I've been going to Inland Lighthouse Church since I was eight. My wife has been attending full-time since we've been married. And we've been married now. Next month will be 10 years. So plus dating time, you know, she's been there for another, let's just say, 12 years in total. So it's been a great time um, doing these podcasts. I'm appreciating the feedback. If you guys could share like follow subscribe on your uh get notifications try to uh that would be great um it's not just so that we get ratings i promise you that's not what it's about that's i have no intention of any of that behind this most of it is just to be able to share the content um, i want the word to get out i want people to be able to be blessed by it um if it blesses someone encourages someone then that's the goal I've achieved. I don't care about anything else really, but uh, but the content has to be shared. And it, to share, you have to do all the other things that I mentioned a second ago, like subscribe, follow, share, all that things. Uh, I really do, uh, again, I'm appreciating you what you guys are doing, the feedback, um, the, you guys know who I reached out to us, I really do appreciate it. Um, so we're gonna get started on this podcast with me and my wife and welcome to the overflow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Overflow podcast. Today, you're going to just get us two, me (laughs) and Sister Kim. Hi. So this is basically going to be an introduction of who we are, what do we do, how did we get involved, uh, as us interviewing ourselves, really. Um, This has been a requested uh, podcast to do. Um, I know many people who listen to us have known us for a very long time. But there are a few out there, and hopefully more few, you know, who don't really know who we are. So just to introduce ourselves, let us know who we are and what do we do and how do we do it. So I'll go ahead and I'll introduce myself first. My name is Julian. I go to In the Lighthouse Church. I've been going there since I was eight years old. I'm 31 years old. Obviously, I'm married to Kim. We have three <laughs> kids together. We have uh, Aiden, who's seven, 
Aubrey's who's five, and Addison who's three. Um, we go ahead. Actually, you go ahead and introduce yourself. Now. Hi, I'm Kim. I am also 31 years old, and me and Julian have been married going on 10 years. I have been in the Lighthouse Church since we got married, um, and I'm originally from the Apostolic Assembly in Ontario. Yes, and uh, some of the other dynamics of us is we uh, I, I work full-time. I am a firefighter uh, for San Bernardino County Fire, and uh, Kim, uh, we've been blessed to be able to keep her home with the kids she's a stay-at-home mom yeah so i don't clock out ever. yeah she works ever. more than i do <laughs> so <laughs> i know some people feel bad for me because i work 24-hour shifts but really um she works 365 so, <laughs> so she works a lot more than i do um we we love in the lighthouse church as a whole as a family my kids do uh they go to the church there i mean sorry they go to the christian school at the church uh it's we I don't know. It's such a blessing to have them there too. It, uh, Sister Sharon Pierce is the principal there, and she just really has a burden for children. Like, yes, it's ama- it's amazing to see and just be have the benefit of that blessing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we we mentioned uh, your you mentioned that you're from the assembly. So we met through mutual friends that attended our church. There were a couple people at that time that was making a transition from going from some assembly churches and starting to come to ours. And it's, they met friends and they all started to become friends. And then you guys met and then you end up coming to our church. Um, and then that's how we met. I know. And I fell in love at first sight. She really did. <laughs> she really did. And it's maybe, a funny story. Maybe I'll share that story one day on here. Yes. I don't know. But it's it's really funny. Girls, if you pray about who you want, God will make him. He made him. I didn't even know him yet. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. And I, I really didn't know much of that story until after we got married and how you fell in love at first sight. And then you shared that with me. It wasn't like a... Like, I just knew, like, oh, man, this girl loves me, so I'm going to go. Anyway, it was, it was just, I didn't know that until after we got married. So, But it's a really great story. Uh, maybe she could sit there with, you know, we can share that with someone who's interested. Should have done <laughs> um, that for Valentine's Day. Yeah, that could have been a good one, yes. Um, so, but we met through mutual friends. Um, prior to you telling me about the assembly, or you coming from the assembly, I didn't know very many. I didn't know anyone from the assembly, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> Right. Um, so it was, um, we had a family that transitioned over here to Rialto. Uh, that was one of our, like, neighboring churches. And they kept telling us, you guys have to come. You have to come. Like, it's so good. Every service, someone's running the aisles. Like, I still remember these conversations. And um, so there's a group of us girls from the assembly. Okay, we're youth. We're hanging out with this group of boys from Rialto. And Julian wasn't even in that group, which is so hilarious. Because he, our friend is Roger. And he finally got us to go. And we're like, okay, we'll go on a Wednesday because... I don't think we had our service on Wednesday, um, or maybe we did, I don't remember, but we ended up coming, <clears throat> and uh, he just kind of walked up to the circle and talked to one of our other friends, and then our mutual friend at that time was just like, oh, hey, everybody, this is Julian, and I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, um, and at this time when we met, I was at a, I think, uh, 
I was at a personal time in my life where I was going to make a career choice of joining the military or um, really going to college. I was really in a crossroads and I was praying a lot. So at peak, but the Johnny King was talking to the youth and he started talking about his military experience. Then in his speech, he said to anyone who is thinking about joining the military, do not join the military now i'm not against our military service i salute all of those who do it but it just wasn't a calling for me god had other plans so peak is usually around july september and then i so i made the decision to not join the military go through the uh college route instead and shortly after probably a couple months later that's when i met Kim. So God clearly had other things in plan. So. <laughs> Thankfully, huh? <laughs> yes, yeah, so it worked out. And I mean, obviously, and um, you know, and career-wise, God has blessed me. He has guided my paths. Um, many open doors, many closed doors, but God has gotten us through it. Um, so that's how we met. I mean, yeah. it could be a much, uh, probably an hour-long podcast in <laughs> itself. So that really is a, uh, what is it called? Cliff Note. <laughs> So. Also, just to note, we met when we were 19. Was it 19? Yeah. You, ju- you were turning 19. I was I was 19 already. Um, and now we're here and we're still together at 31. Yeah. A lot, lot of life lessons growing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's funny to see like, like youth who are, you know, meeting each other or you hear about these little like, you know, people are texting and they're talking, you know, so-and-so. And they're 19 years old, and we would be like, hey, we were 19 when we met. I know. It, it like, opens their eyes like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so. And now you're old. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, so, obviously, meeting each other, deciding to make Inland Lighthouse our church, and then getting married uh, here at Inland Lighthouse Church. Uh, and a funny story, for those who may not know, we started dating on March 8th of 2010. Then we start got engaged on March eighth of two thousand and eleven, and then we got married on March eighth of two thousand and twelve. So, you know, uh, made it easy on myself to remember all those anniversaries. Okay, so no, but uh, it really it worked out great, and we and even just to keep the marriage date, we got married on a Thursday. Yes, we got married, you know, to so make sure we had that. We wanted March eighth so bad, so we ended up, we got married. Decided to make it in the lighthouse our church. And we immediately started getting involved. So yes, uh, pretty much right away. Right away, uh, we did do the the choir thing. Starting off, you know, we did music department together. I was playing the guitar. We actually, when before we even started dating, I was already on the praise team. Yes. So funny story. Like I, I was up there singing, and she already know who I was. But she's like, "Oh, he's singing in the praise team," and blah blah. You know, she's all excited about that. But <laughs> I, we, we got involved in music. But Brother Caleb Dillon approached us and probably, a, probably I want to say, a very pivotal point in our marriage and you know, getting involved and growing together, growing in the kingdom, was Caleb Dillon asking us, have you guys ever thought about doing Sunday school? Yes. Uh, we, this is before kids. We were only a few months married. And we were like, um, sure. Like, yeah, we'll go check it out. We'll, we'll try go see. it. Yeah. yeah. And we just said yes, and we went, we showed up, and... I even think his hook was like, eh, just try it out, it's yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, he's, <laughs> and, you know, and we showed up, and he, we really, we were 
thrown into it in a way of like involvement like with the class we weren't going to just sit there and watch he like got us involved he's like help me lead this song you know and it was really a hook for us and we really enjoyed it we really loved the impact we loved the excitement the energy and we fell in love with sunday school ministry mm-hmm. um whether philip brother caleb brother brother blair at the time, they were doing a great job, and we decided to jump in. And they gave us, after, of course, this wasn't right away, but after a while, we were given a Sunday school classroom. Where yeah, we, were, we had the 8 to 10-year-old class. Yep, 8 to 10. Yeah. And uh, we we jumped right in uh, fully, and I remember one of the first things we did was we had a classroom decorating contest. Oh, yes. So yep. we, don't, we don't even um, technically have, like designated classes so everything that got put up had to be taken down um that like afternoon or evening and we decorated it it was it wasn't expensive for anybody who's like oh how do i do it you know it wasn't expensive it was like i think it was a bunch of streamers and maybe some balloons that i probably picked up at the dollar tree um but it was just it was very colorful it was very bright it was just and the kids were so excited. Yeah. And I'm like, this was so simple. I didn't even know how to do anything back then. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and now I see our hospitality crew and I'm like, man, like. One of the things that I really loved about our first decorating thing was we had this little bubble machine. <laughs> it, like, blew, it like blew little bubbles and the kids love it. They put their face in front of it. It ended up being a mess because you'll run it for a while and then it turns the ground all slippery and stuff. So we had to like constantly wipe the ground off around in that yes. area but the kids loved it and it was just you know it really it doing that contest kind of cemented us in you know like in a way where it's like we're kind of investing ourselves into it yeah but we knew that this is something we were going to do and we never left uh we stayed in sunday school stayed involved there's been uh in, like, as far as like the program itself sunday school at in the lighthouse church things have in, like evolved where like some classes have been combined some classes have been, you know, what, whatever we needed to do to make it effective as a whole. And a lot of Sunday school teachers combined. But those have all been uh, things that we've been involved in, in helping. It was Sunday school. And um, I remember, like, some of the things that, uh, one of the next things that we got involved in was bus. Mm-hmm. And the way that started, really, was we... We were already very heavily involved in Sunday school. Yeah. Very like we. And what was then, it like seven years already? Or yeah. Something, probably, something along those lines. Maybe a little less than that because Aiden was much. I don't think we had Aubrey yet. Oh. Okay. So, but it was we're still well though like five or six years you know involved and we are now. Uh, I, I we had a Sunday school meeting. And it was like one of our annual, like, beginning of the year, what are some goals we want to see? And I just happened to raise my hand and I said, hey, like, can we get a team together to clean the buses? Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the look on, I think it was Brother Phil's face of, like, absolutely, but it's a ton of work. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, I I understand it was busy, and but I, I just, I see those buses pull up and they were very dusty sometimes mm-hmm. kind of just bothered me a little bit and uh, I said well so I bought my first pressure washer mm-hmm. by recycling cans <laughs> yeah. and and that was just because 
you know, it was it really made me put investment into it, and I recycled the cans. And I didn't have to borrow money or anything, and it wasn't expensive. I bought it on offer up, and we I started washing them. Yeah. I'll get some of the young guys to come down with me, you know, or I'll just do it by myself if mm-hmm. no one's schedule was fitting. And I that is how I started in bus ministry. And we did this with kids at this point. So yes. we would take their little bikes and um, they would just run around, take them in play clothes because they would run through, you know, like the dirty water and yes. they want to help wash the sides with all the bubbles and it was almost like an outing. I would take drinks, I would take snacks, and we'd just hang out for an afternoon and wash buses. It was usually, I think, like Saturdays was mm-hmm. our just yeah, the time was, that had worked out. And uh, I would definitely say my kids' immune system was definitely building up. <laughs> they were playing in that nasty water. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. Between and, the water and Walmart rims. Yeah, yeah that's but, probably good. <laughs> you know what, though? It was cool, though, because then Aiden would also grab a brush mm-hmm. or he'll try to hold the pressure washer gun and try to spray it and whatever. And, you know, just try to get involved and help dad wash the buses. And Aubrey, too, I think she was mm-hmm. yeah. very, very small, but she'll, you know, she'll hop a she'll little bit. She'll pick up a sponge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, You know, and those were some of the ways we got involved with bus ministry and then you know just learning and growing and being involved and saying yes to whatever pastor asked us to do you know if we were asked to hey would you mind helping with this we went we Mm -hmm. said yes you know was it always easy does it always fit our schedule no but we just carved the time out and we made it happen and we put our best foot forward and that's the part where you have to really establish yourself as a team of mom and dad because we're juggling, you know, so much anxiety. I feel like I couldn't maybe just speaking for me, but as a mom and having, you know, three little kids, I have three and they're all under 10 years old. So they're still learning, you know, the independence and dependability and, you know, all of that stuff. And we're having this huge desire to go out and to do something for the kingdom. And, you know, God is, he's so patient. And I I can speak this for myself because there was a time where I wasn't teaching in Sunday school. I would do more if I could do something behind the scenes or, you know, other things at the church that didn't have necessarily a time slot. And he let me do that for a couple years. And I did everything completely behind the scenes. And then one day I was like, okay, I can't. Like, I have to do more. I have to do more. And he just, he provides good people to help with the kids. He provides, you know, the time, the naps, you know, whatever it may be. Or just the patience for me to deal with the routine of being so busy with the kids. Yeah, definitely the... Uh, God will put something on your heart as a single person, married, with kids, without, married, whatever. The God will put a something on your heart, whether if it's something that you see that needs to be done or something that pastor may ask you to do or another person in the church may ask for your help. Just say yes, and then God will figure out the rest. When you start taking those approaches and those steps forward, you know, like we were worried about like, how are we going to teach Sunday school with, while still having Aiden? I mean, we started yeah. before kids, but after a while we start bringing him to class and we're trying to teach and 
we have a baby and Aiden's, I literally have videos of Aiden crawling around on the stage while I'm teaching a Sunday school class. Yes. And like someone will run up and like grab him down and I'm super like embarrassed in the back. Like, oh no. Yeah. You know, and, but God will start to figure out, he'll start to essentially build you a team of somebody who wants to babysit your kid while you Mm -hmm. teach. Who, and then Aiden, especially he, he wasn't, he didn't like to just go to anyone. Mm-mm. So there would even be someone that he'll just happen to just like just attach just himself attach. to. <laughs> yeah, and then Aiden's able to go with that person to that yeah. class or whatever. And I don't think Aiden ever went to the toddler I class because he wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. Um, so Aiden is our first. He's our seven-year-old now. But I don't think he ever went to the toddler class. Right now I have Aubrey and Addison in the toddler class. Aubrey just turned five. She's able to come to super class, but they're just, they're so sweet to her in there and she just hasn't moved up yet. Yeah. But I don't think Aiden ever did. He always sat in class with us. Yeah. And it's just, he, he just always was with us or he'll be with someone as we're teaching or doing a skit mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just, but it, God worked it out. God figured it out. And he was, we were able to juggle it. And then, so now let's fast forward. We're now getting involved in bus ministry and uh, so we're already doing uh, like the the washing the the buses part. Well, uh, every year around April, there's a uh, children's ministry seminar that's held in the Redlands Church um, Hope Center, and they uh, they had a guest speaker. It was uh, Brother New from Louisiana. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, was there, and he's talking about his bus ministry there under Brother Tony Spell. And he's talking about all these buses they have and the maintenance and the work and basically what he does and how effective it is on children. And they start to talk about how it's not two ministries with Sunday school and bus. And my eyes really started to open up like, oh, man, I should be on a bus. Like, I I should be going to these kids' homes and teaching them or knowing them more on a personal level mm-hmm. so that when I do teach, they, they're more receptive to my to whatever I have to say. Yeah. Um. And and I, I just to be able to open up that trust. And so I was like, you know, I need to get involved in bus. And then he starts talking about, um, you know, we have like, I don't know. At the time, I think it was like 17. I think that they're way beyond that now. But I was like, how awesome would that be to have just a fleet of buses here in the Lighthouse Church, you know, 10, 12, 15. I was like, man, this would be awesome. So I'm sitting there thinking of people who have some type of commercial license or just people who you know, may have um, just, I, I think they would be like very fitting to be a bus driver. So I'm sitting there thinking like, man, I could convince this person, that person. And as I'm pointing and thinking, I'm realizing like, I'm pointing back at myself, like what? I could drive a bus. <laughs> you know, at this point in my career, I've already been like learned how to drive a fire engine. So like, if I could drive a fire engine, I could drive a bus, you know? So I'll say, I could do this. So I went to pastor and I told brother Philip like, hey, I'm going to get my commercial driver's license to drive a bus. And I told them so that someone would hold me accountable. Because if I just, <laughs> if I didn't tell anyone, I could easily just put it, you know, sweep, sweep it under the rug, just, mm-hmm. just let it go. I didn't tell anyone. So, you know, no, I told them, I was like, I'm telling you literally just so someone could hold me accountable. And so we got involved in bus ministry and we died right in. And then when we started doing it and Brother Philip started catching on, like, oh man, these people. But the two to kill, like, they're they're doing bus ministry now. Mm-hmm. We got some free buses that were given to us. Yeah, and they were like, go start a route. They yeah. were like, oh, 
okay that's <laughs> yeah so we're like brand new i mean we've been in sunday school now seven plus years whatever yeah, it was at this point i'll, I'll yeah. get dates for you guys i promise I know. It's been, it was we were already <laughs> it was, our, it was already an accumulation of years okay yes. and so we've already seen these kids we've already had connection with these kids we just don't know where they live right we're brand new to bus and you know brother philip has this like cool little sit down with us because he knows it's kind of a serious topic and he's like you guys are going to start around i'm like oh what we're gonna what <laughs> like we're just getting like you know we're just getting in the game you know but um i think we already had it on our hearts at that point that we were gonna start a route in the city of colton yeah i i know when you approached us about the city of colton i was like okay let's think about it and we'll figure it <laughs> out and we'll map it out because we drive some pretty old buses, so we need to make sure we stay within a certain miles because we're only allowed to put so many miles on the bus. But where we go, it fit perfectly within that range. Yeah. And so we started to knock the doors. We I remember we went first on like a Wednesday or no, it was a Thursday. And uh, we went, we knocked on the doors and the outreach that we did was crazy. We just took some balloons, took some flyers, some commitment forms, and we were bombarded by kids like <laughs> yeah. it was so and it felt so right i remember walking on to the apartment complex and it just felt like we need to be here yes like, this is it yes and, and like if we missed a sunday and it's still now you know if we're busy and we're out i don't know at another church or something and we miss that sunday and uh we'll feel like man like we're missing out. We're yeah. missing out. And we'd always be like, ah, like, it, it, it's so funny because that apartment complex is so much work, right? There's more kids, so there's more work. There's more walking. There's more talking. And it always feels almost like a breath of fresh air when we get there. Even though it's work, even though it's, you know, a little more tiring. But we always feel like, oh, man, like, we're here. Like, we're supposed to be here. <laughs> so it's like, ah, okay, like, we're home is is how we've always just kind of um yeah so everyone uh, say hi to addison <laughs> she just walked in on the middle of our podcast so she can't she can't figure out how to get on a game <laughs> but you know what this is life with kids we're trying to make a podcast and we have kids here we want to share our burden with you <laughs> but you know what we're talking about our bus outreach in the city of colton and mm-hmm. us starting a route um Again, we've already had two kids. We didn't have Addison yet, right? Um, or was she just? She was just. She born. was just born. Just born. Yeah. So we have a newborn, mm-hmm. and a uh, we have Aiden, who at the time was still getting checkups. This could be a podcast on his own, but yes. he was getting checkup for some liver cancer issues that he had when he was two years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. and and we're actually we'll get back to that in a little bit, but so Aiden is. Going through all that, he's done, but he's doing checkups still. Uh, we have a very little toddler, and then we have a newborn. Yes. And we're starting a route in the city of Colton. Yes. <laughs> and I'm working on getting my commercial driver's license. I didn't have it officially yet, so Brother Philip was our driver. And we're taking this bus that we just got donated, and we're starting a route. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we did it. And a lot of people will look back and be like, you guys were crazy. <laughs> like, why? Right. We had, like, these toddlers running around, like... I think Aubrey was still probably like wobbly on her legs and then I had Addison strapped to me in a baby carrier and we're just knocking doors. Yeah. <laughs> I think most of the time I had Aiden was still really young so mm-hmm. I had him on my shoulders most yep. of the time. You know, it, it's just it was such a busy busy time of our lives but we were willing to do it and 
I'll never forget that first time we ran that bus in the city of Colton, we had like 13 people on it, right? Mm-hmm. Which is crazy for a first time ever running a bus yes. and to see that numbers. It was absolutely insane. We had moms on the bus. We had mm-hmm. kids. We had kids that didn't know how to say their own name. Like, <laughs> then we have our little kids. Like, we, it was such a huge time. But, yeah. you know, how, what, what really motivated us to get and do this, even though we had such little kids, is the involvement of our kids were doing. Like, our kids were little, very, very little, but they're trying to knock a door. Yes. You know, they're... And they're, like, almost upset. Like, you didn't let me knock. I'm like, well, they can't hear you, but okay. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and it's... It, we do have children meltdowns in the middle of it, and we always have to take some extra snacks and waters and stuff like that to make sure that our kids are okay, because they are very little. Mm-hmm. Um, but they... We have to be able to balance all of that. We have to be able to figure that out because we've been given a commission to go according to Matthew 28 and that's what we're doing. We're taking, we're going as a family and we're going to go and start this bus route grow. And we have, I will never forget shortly after starting. So we had a Wednesday night service with brother Howard and four of our moms or four of our parents got the Holy ghost on a, wednesday night service Mm -hmm. and that is what it's all about soul winning starting a bible study with them teaching them watching them disciple and grow and become members of in the lighthouse church involved in other programs that our church offers now Mm -hmm. you know so that is what it that's what motivated us that's what we would host bible studies at home and like during the summer our kids would be like what what are we doing today and you know we're going into the store and we're buying pizzas or whatever extra drinks and they'll be like are we having a bible study at the house today you know like oh yeah we're gonna have a bible study you know some people are gonna come over they're gonna bring their kids so you guys go in the toy room and play with them and stuff and they're learning how to really be an example to other kids (laughs) you know they're they're learning how to host which is it's really neat to see like don't ever downplay your kids that they don't they don't know what to do or you know you're scared of this you know the kids, as small as they are, they're so happy to help. Yeah. You know, and they, like, our kids will grab babies. We have um, a new family on our route, and they have little babies, and Aiden's seven. He He's always been just so naturally nurturing with babies since he was a baby, which is funny. Um, but there's him and Aubrey will go and they sit with them and they're like oh make sure you're sitting and it's just it's really neat when they see that so at bible studies they're like oh let me show you you know these toys over here and they just they jump into it and they're so happy to do it yeah and the cool thing is we're teaching bible studies with people who have kids Mm -hmm. so if a kid comes in crying it's like they understand like oh those, yeah. you know so we're like oh you know so we just work around the bible study you know and i'll be like hey let me take care of this so quick and come back but you know it's just funny because they're like oh no we get it we get it or because their kids are over there too you know and i i think maybe just because mine are all so close but i'm such an advocate for parents to just relax if their kids having a meltdown because I just remember being a new mom and I was so, I always tell people the only word I could describe it as was frazzled. I just felt completely frazzled constantly. And I'm like, it's okay though, you know? And everyone's so worried about what other people think. I'm like, a lot of people aren't thinking anything, (laughs) you know? They're just like, oh, cool, later. Like, good luck. And that's kind of it, you know? So don't, I just, just, just relax. You can do it. You know, so, like, it kind of makes you think, like, are you 
or should you be afraid to start a family while you're so heavenly involved? Does it mean, well, I have to do less once I start having kids? Do I, am I going to need to pull myself out of my ministry? What about when they start going to school? Like, what, like these are scary times to raise kids in. But actually, it's the perfect time. And here's, here's why my thought on that. The Bible says, bless the man who quiver is like, children are like quiver, sorry, children are like arrows in a quiver, which is what carries the arrows. He goes, bless the man who has many of them. And when we take kids and we, you know, we, we start families and we begin to form and make children into the men of God, women of God, righteous, following after God's words, really when they go to a school where it's honestly starting to become a area of revival, the, the, the school districts and schools and the, um, everything just getting darker and darker and darker. But where it is the most dark, a light shines the brightest. Our kids will go into schools. They will go into uh, homes. They will meet people and they will be an example. Like, how are you still raising a kid that has morals and they, they're hardworking. They have all these things that we teach them. and But yet I can't get my kid to get motivated. My kid, you know, I, and I'm not trying to be funny, but my kid is, you know, starting to get confused about his gender and he doesn't know who he should like. And, they, you know, we, we live in a world where, you know, um, just, just so much confusion for our kids. But yet our kids have our head on straight. So we shouldn't be afraid to start a family, to raise um, a generation in a time that it is just getting darker and darker. Because our, our kids, if we do it right and we raise them correctly and we raise them in God, they are going to start to become a, they're going to be a part of a key revival in the end time. And what other blessing could it be for a child? What, uh, for, for, so whenever they grow up, they'll be able to do the things of God like probably what things that we wish we could have done. Um, so I, I don't think you need to be afraid. I do not think, I believe that right now is the best time. Obviously be smart, do it when it's right. As far as like, you know, you know what you need to do financially. I'm not, I'm not encouraging you just to go and have kids on the spur of the moment, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you to obviously plan, do everything correctly. But um, I, I'm talking about not to be afraid to go that step. To go into that adventure, to go into that phase of life. Yeah, and um, Brother Nathaniel Urshan, he made this comment, and I, I looked at Julie and I just kind of laughed because I always say, uh, like, it's never a coincidence or it's not just luck, you know, when you see these families on fire for God. You know, what is it? It, it made me very interested in, you know, having to find what path are we going with our family. And you have to enjoy the things of God. And you're, you know, you see these kids and maybe you're worried because these are their school friends and all these things, but you have to make what you do in the kingdom. You have to make, you know, the house of God the best place they can be in the sense of you're excited to go to the house of God. You're excited to be a part of the cleaning team. You're excited to just wipe down the counters in the bathroom when they get a little wet or you're excited to open the door you know if somebody has a wheelchair 
those things, when you genuinely feel them, your kids feel them 10 times as that. And that's why you shouldn't be afraid if you have your head on straight. Can we always do better? Can we always do more? Absolutely. But it just, it depends on, how how do they say? It just depends on, we're all in the same race. It just depends on what direction you're going. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're all going towards the light, right? There's a a tunnel reference you're talking about where we're all in a tunnel. We're all trying to make it to heaven. And we're all going to just be facing the right way, doing the best we can. And not worried about others. Just do what's best for you, your family, and your kids, and doing the work of God. Um, So we do have great examples in our church of people who have raised outstanding families. You know, we have Bishop Booker. You know, he's raised... Three, you know, great men, you know, Brother, Brother Larry, Brother Philip, Brother uh, Pastor Booker, uh, Pastor Joel. He, you know, those the great men that he raised while very being very, very busy. But they all fell in love with the same passions and the mm-hmm. work of God because they saw their parents love the work of God. Um, now, is life to always be perfect? Life is not going to always be perfect. Life is not going to always be easy. So... It's funny, I just said that, and then Addison drops this down right in front of her. It's life can always be perfect. No. Okay, so a trial that we went through with Aiden. Uh, so we were all, Aiden was basically born into Sunday school, always been there. But when Aiden was two years old, we went and we did a medical, it's just his checkup, uh, two year checkup. And while his doctor was doing his regular, regular physical exam, as he got to the abdomen area, he started to notice some hard spots. He thought it was probably nothing really that big of a deal. He was just like, hey, you know, like, but it may just be some constipation or something like that. You know, things that little babies deal with. He goes, but let's go do an MRI because I want to make sure or an ultrasound. Sorry. And let's just make sure that it's nothing really big. Not that big. I said, okay, sir, sounds good. Because Aiden has had no really signs of pain, no signs of energy loss or anything like that. So we didn't think anything of it either other than, like the doctor said, probably some constipation. While he went and he did his ultrasound, we uh, went to go and visit some family mm-hmm. in Tehachapi. And while we were there, we got a phone call from the doctor saying, Aiden has a tumor on his liver and you guys need to go straight to Loma Linda which is a children's hospital in this area we went straight from Loma, straight from Tehachapi to Loma Linda which is about a three hour drive yeah worried confused praying crying like, didn't even know didn't know what was going on yeah because we were just told a tumor now I I'm, I'm a paramedic at this point so I understand tumors could be benign or they could be malignant which means cancerous or non-cancerous so obviously I'm thinking and praying like, oh man, like what is this? Like hopefully it's nothing. It could even just be a bad picture on an ultrasound. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, so we get there and uh, we go straight to his room and the the oncologist walked in and goes, so what brings you guys in? <laughs> and Aiden, we're sitting on the bed like I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah, you have to tell us why yeah. we're here because Aiden technically is perfectly healthy there's nothing wrong with him and they're looking at him like like he looks okay like what's wrong and so we basically tell him like hey our his main primary doctor said that he has a tumor on his liver i guess they're like all right so they did some blood work and they did the ultrasound again and they confirmed with the blood work and the ultrasound that it is probably hepatoblastoma because what some 
markers that they were seeing in his blood work was very elevated. And they, and when I heard the word hepatoblastoma, my mind immediately began to like spin. The room began to spin because I knew enough to know hepato, you know, it's basically liver tumor, liver cancer. And I, uh, I knew right away, like he has liver cancer. Um, the doctor, we, that began a series of tests, series of MRIs, series of, of CAT scans. And thank God it was only located to the liver. And uh, we immediately began, we informed the church. We told pastor, it was around the time of New Year's. We, yeah. Pastor asked if he wanted, if it's okay if he announces it to the church. I'm all absolutely, because we need a church to pray. And so they, we, they sent that out. We were getting, because we were involved in Sunday school. We were involved in children's ministry. And so people, we, we were meeting people. And uh, people from our ministry began to text us from across the United States. Hey, mm-hmm. my church is praying. My church is fasting. We were getting pictures from kids who I never knew who they were sending uh, care packages to Aiden while he was in the hospital saying, you know, like praying for Aiden. Like, and then we'll send pictures of like, hey, you know, Aiden got it. And we'll send it back to this girl, who I, little girl who didn't know she was. And we'll get a picture back of how excited she was knowing that her package went to Aiden and all this stuff. And it was just, it was such a, a uh, sad time. But we knew that behind us, there was a bunch of people praying for my son. And, you know, we so... Uh, all right, so Aiden started, he went straight into surgery after about 11 days of being in the hospital. Prior to that, just running all the testing and everything. And and he uh, noticed that the doctor was looking at the pictures and everything. And the doctor said, you know what? Um, I could probably go in there and remove this tumor on the first try. Mm-hmm. And... I'm like, okay, and, and I'm like talking to this doctor, his name was Dr. Barone, and he's like, I could do it, and I'm like talking to him, he goes, he finally like stops the conversation, he goes, I am the best in mm-hmm. this, and I know I could go in there and remove this the first time. Obviously knowing that we serve the best God, knowing that the, the best God has given me the best doctor to help with my son, and I, I, I just okay, and you know, he went in there. Sure enough, he was able to remove the whole tumor without having to do multiple surgeries. Usually, hepatoblastoma, you have to do a, for a full liver transplant. Yeah. But they were able to go in and cut it off and remove it. And, and they l- took such a small amount of his liver that it still functions completely yeah. normal. Two, two millimeters is what they took. And they uh i remember a nurse was in the room when the doctor said i removed it we removed two millimeters it was a clean removal everything's gone and the nurse just just stood there was like you know i've been doing this for it's like 15 years Mm -hmm. she's like i've never heard that and we just i just knew like like god like that's god you know um it ended up being cancerous um after they ran some tests and so he had to go through chemotherapy which ended up being about three months long now remember in all of this we're still teaching Sunday school, okay? <laughs> Our schedule was, you know, we were still being available. Um, yes, we had a team that was helping us, but when we were back at the church, we went back. Maybe we both didn't go, but one of us were going back all the mm-hmm. time and teaching and being available and helping. And so we got, uh, so he started doing chemotherapy, which ended up being about three months long, uh, three different series. So each series was a month long. And... They, 
I remember when he finished his chemotherapy, one of the nurses again came up to us and goes, you guys already done? Like, yeah, just three months long. That's all they needed to do. And they said, that is the shortest chemotherapy treatment I've ever seen. And not only was it like short, but Aiden did very well through it. He, yeah. They, they, want, they kept warning us, like, he's going to get so sick. He's going to get <laughs> all this nausea, vomiting, and all these things. And he only threw up a handful of times. Yeah, that you was know? it. They were afraid of dehydration and having to be omitted just because he can't hold anything down. Not omitted, admitted. <laughs> <laughs> having to be admitted into the hospital just to, you know, get fluids down. Admitted. I can't talk I right now. I don't even know the word. <laughs> <laughs> he had to be back in the hospital for that, but they, he never had to go back. Unless it was for like a start of a new treatment, but it was never because of complications. Yeah. You know, so he went through all of his I know he went back one time and it was because uh, his immune system was completely gone. And you, your body will spike a fever as it's trying to figure out, you know, like why is this not regular anymore? Right. Um, But. But as far as, like, major complications, like, they were warning us about, none of it happened, you know? Like, and I will say, this was a very trying time. I mean, toddler tantrums, right? Your terrible twos. Talk about a terrible two toddler tantrum on steroids. Yes. It was Literal steroids. insane. <laughs> Literal steroids. He, he, some of his chemotherapy treatment had uh, some steroids involved. And so he had, then the doctor told us like he'll have something called roid rage. <laughs> so, <laughs> so terrible twos, also with roid rage. There was a uh, lot of tears what. and a lot of exhaustion. I've never seen a two-year-old literally pick up a sofa and throw it across the living room. <laughs> okay, no, no, I'm kidding. He really did it. <laughs> so that's totally a joke. But God was with them through it. He was with them. God protected him, kept him safe. Um... There are many tests and trials that we will go through while involved in whatever ministry you will do. But just know that our goal is heaven and to get people to heaven, to, to get our families to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we have been now involved, you know, our entire marriage through all of this that we have gone through. We, we never once thought of like, well, maybe I should quit. Maybe, you know, maybe my schedule's too, you know, like, I, I can't do this and have kids at the same time. Has it been trying? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we know that there is no greater blessing than being involved in the kingdom. The, you know, the the blessings that come from it, the peace. We had peace of mind knowing that God is in control. I knew, like, there was many days where I was wanting to just cry and fall apart. But I knew that my God was in control. Uh, last Sunday, uh, we just had a very cool uh, s- special service. We called it a ministry fair, um, where basically the church was introduced um, to all these different ministries that we host. And the um, our, our guest speaker that came was Brother uh, Pastor Nathaniel Urshan. He came and he preached, and that Sunday night after the ministry fair, us talking about all these different opportunities and things you can be involved in, the, he talked about how beautiful are the feet, are thy feet with shoes on. He talked about the the beauty that God sees in someone that's involved in the kingdom. Yeah. If you want God's attention, get involved. Mm-hmm. If you want God to smile on you, your kids, get involved. Mm-hmm. 
if you want God to smile on you and times are going to be tough, because guess what? Storms will come. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, I guess, in our eyes, we consider worse than others. But no matter what, a storm will come. And if you want God's favor and God's peace, he get involved in the work. God describes, I mean, the uh, Pastor Urshan described how that God, when he sees his bride, and he sees a bride that is busy, a bride that is going around doing his work, knocking doors, being involved, Whatever it may be, whatever ministry you decide to do, I know we all have different abilities, different talents. We're not, not, we're not going to all be Sunday school teachers. We're not going to all be preachers. We're not going to all, there's all these different things that we're going to be involved in. But whatever it is that God puts you in, just do it with all your heart, mm -hmm. all your mind. And he will bless you. He will, he absolutely will bless you, your family, your kids, and generations to come. You know, uh, one of the things he said that people who were given, uh, you know, that were called beyond, you know, like David, when he was anointed, he wasn't sitting around doing nothing. He was yeah. watching sheep. You know, Moses, he wasn't doing nothing. He was he was busy. He was busy. They were all busy doing yeah. something for the work. And God calls people who are busy. And he blesses those that are busy. Mm -hmm. So, um yeah, and I know that's a little bit of a recap of what we've been through. What, what, what is if you could talk back, Kim, to like eighteen-year-old you? Ooh, it's a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to encourage yourself, or oh. let's say someone who's eighteen now? Let's say like, uh, I don't know, an eighteen-year-old girl right now. She she's just, just entering into adulthood. Just do it sooner. You know, that was one thing, um, just a wonderful, wonderful woman in my life who's given me these, like, life-saving snippets, okay? Because they're always this less-than-one-minute conversation, and I'm like, she didn't even know I was dealing with, you know, whatever it may be. And she told me one time, like, oh, you know, like, I'm so, I'm so, she was being loving, like, I'm so proud of you guys, you know, staying involved, and... I just kind of laughed and I was like, yeah, like the only thing I regret is that I didn't fully engulf myself sooner. And she stopped. She goes, you know, sometimes it's not a spiritual maturity. Sometimes it's just a maturity. And I was so, it, it was like these chains I didn't even know I was carrying fell off. You know, we get to this place where, we think that either our heritage, our past, you know, whatever it is that's holding you down is going to define how far you go in the kingdom. And, you know, she said that and I thought, oh, like, you know, I'm I'm not going to be anything past, you know, the back row worshiper. And, and then this is already years of me already being involved at this point. But, you know, like her saying that, Really just open my eyes that whatever you want, you can get it, okay? And that goes for both good and bad. And I, I tell a lot of like our youth girls, I'll tell them, whatever you want out of life, you can have it. If you want to go and you want to, you know, go party and you want to do all these crazy things, you can find how to do it. But on the flip side, on the better side, if you want to go out you want to do these great things for God. You want to go to a mission field. You want to go to Hope Court. Whatever it may be, 
you can find a way to do it. And realizing that now and now that I'm older, I know this was a little bit longer, you know, but I wish I was fully engulfed sooner. So if you're younger, just don't put it off. Don't put it off. You feel like, oh man, but I want to go with my friends and this is so much fun. And yes, that's fun, okay? It's so much fun. But you're always going to be lacking that fulfillment in your heart. You just are. And so if if I can, just, just embrace it sooner. Yeah, God will definitely feel like, you know, he won't, he doesn't expect you just to be so involved that you don't have fun. Mm-mm. He will make fun for you. You know, that all those opportunities will arise. And, you know, so if, if I could look back at an, an 18 year old, you know, young man, um, maybe to my, probably just talk back to myself. Um, I would say, you know, Julian, pray more. Mm. I would tell myself to pray more. Um, and not and not not don't just stop there, but pray more, fast more, read your Bible more. Um, getting involved in working that wasn't a hard part for me, you know. As far as like, hey, it's time to pick up the chairs. I just went and picked up the chairs. I got myself involved. But you know, when you're just working and you're not developing a prayer life, it almost you're just working. Like yes, you're mm-hmm. making yourself involved. You're doing, and that's great. I would never say to stop but definitely make sure that you're working for the kingdom is backed by prayer god will direct your path he will direct your steps and if i could even talk back to 13 year old me julian pray more <laughs> you know so um getting involved in the kingdom there is a blessing we're not looking over just for material things we're looking for peace and prosperity and everything for generations to come but if I could just look back and just know that you're getting involved in the best work that you could possibly do, um, pray, get involved, but keep praying, keep working, and keep praying. <laughs> you know, so that that would be my advice to myself, to any 18 year old out there, is develop a prayer life. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this podcast. With also, that don't forget to check us out on Instagram. Um, we love to hear your guys' feedback. I'm serious. It's the Overflow Podcast, um, and just let us know down in the comments, kind of maybe a question or something you'd like us to cover. Let us know if there's anybody you'd like for us to reach out to to have on the podcast. Yeah. Um, just be interactive with us. We love to hear it. Yes, that'd be awesome. So reach out to us because again, this content it is made so that we could reach out and be a blessing to someone to encourage someone to do more for the work and um if it's just going out there and being dead in i don't know internet land whatever we (laughs) want to call it um, it's not going to do any good so let's go ahead let's share it like follow subscribe share to your friends give us comments (laughs) whatever it is send us you know requests um we'll try to do our best to make those happen but let's make let's this could be really fun so Thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. You guys really are a blessing to us. I hope that we're a blessing to you. Um, Thank you again today. God bless. God bless. Bye.